Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! Welcome to I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting, talking mostly sports, mostly in the SEC, and mostly with the Bama bias. And now, time for your hosts. Tom was a regular starter on his peewee football teams. After high school, he took a relatively unknown intramural college football team and had them one win from the playoffs. Late in his college career, he was a two-sport star and relinquished his college eligibility to enter the NBA draft. As an undrafted free agent, he turned to sports gambling and poker to make ends meet. Now he's here to share his life experiences and general sports knowledge with the world. He's Tom Sims, he's Rush Chairman, and he's damn glad to meet ya. His sidekick, who hails from Parts Unknown, Red Bay, he claims he can beat any listener at Galka, which is probably correct considering you guys have like eight listeners. He has three Fortnite Victory Royale solo wins. He's been known to weeble and wobble, but he's never fallen down. He has the face for radio and the voice for newspaper, Mr. Jason Tiffin. Uh, welcome in to episode 20 of I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting. I am Jason Tiffin, half of your co-host with my lovely assistant, Tom Sims. Hello, Jason. Are you as uh, sad as me? I am. I'm, I'm sad, there's no doubt. I, was, I, I wasn't sure we'd started yet. I thought we were going to have some kind of intro music. No, nah, that that's that's where I'm at right now in life after the Iron Bowl <laughs> is I don't really care. I, truth be told, I didn't want to do this, but I, w- I do have good news. Uh, I had a we had a loyal listener. He gave us a great backhanded compliment. He said, "Man, he someone tell you what." He said, "Y'all are doing good. I, I really enjoyed." He said, I, "I think all y'all needs a little bit. Y'all need to prep more." <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, that's kind of what we don't want to do is put more time into this thing. I mean, hey, buddy, I I have a full time job. Yeah, and it ain't this. (laughs) I thought it was funny. And, you know, he kind of caught what he said. He like, no, I said, dude, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Trust me, I'm, I'm I'm fully aware that I stammer around a lot and I say stupid stuff. But anyway. Tell him next year we're going to take a sabbatical and we're going to do this full time. Hey, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm, I'm down with that. Maybe we can get picked up like uh, LJS and and uh, Luke uh, did on on Locked On Bama. Maybe somebody because dude, they got to be getting paid to do a daily. I mean, there's no way I do this daily. Oh my it's, god! You know, no. we we don't put a ton of work in it, but I mean. I'm normally a couple of hours in, you know, and just looking at some stuff. I'm sure you're that much or more, and um, just the daily would be such a grind. It would no longer be fun. Uh, it would be fun if you if you can make your living doing that way. But uh, yeah, I doubt they're making their living. But I wouldn't think so either. They're probably making their way the only way they know how. That's just a little bit more than the law would allow, though, buddy. <laughs> All right, word of the day unexpected and i know we're very familiar with that word 
And it's not unexpected that we lost at Auburn. Trust me, I fully expected to lose at Auburn. It's unexpected that we basically ran roughshod over a defense that had – you know, the thing is LSU got 500-and-something yards on them, but they only got 23 points. You know, Auburn did really well in the red zone. Man, we, we're at, we have a backup quarterback on the road, and it was very unexpected the way that we handled them, but it's also unexpected for them to get 48 on us, even though 14 of those were the non-offensive variety. But we'll jump into that later. Um, we always do our winners and losers and meaningless topics. So the winners, uh, and, and these are tied together so much now, the uh, Utah, Oklahoma, in that order – that's the first bullet point we have for winners, and they are winners because Bama's out. Yeah, no doubt. They're, uh, <clears throat> that was the one that they needed. I, I guarantee you that we had uh, West Coast uh, watchers of that game all over the country just uh, rooting for Auburn. Well, you got your wish, guys. They got us. Uh, but, yeah, big, big wins for both of those. i tell you who's – you know, and I don't know. It's going to be interesting uh, – what the uh, committee does with Utah and Oklahoma. I think Utah has been ahead of them in every poll so far, but last week Oklahoma played uh, who Oklahoma State, who was a ranked opponent, while Utah had Colorado. Mm-hmm. If Oklahoma doesn't catch them this week and pass them, or at least in the minds of the voters, be even with them. I don't know if they can. They both have rank. I mean, you know, on paper or, or however the rankings come out, Oklahoma's going to play a little bit higher ranked team than uh, Utah, which in uh, Baylor. But Utah's going to have Oregon. So, I, in my opinion, the last week, they're going to play similar opponents. So, it's going to be real interesting to see who they have first and second there and that for that uh fifth spot this week yeah they um i, I think i you know i think that uh i think utah stays ahead uh, at this point of course after after we lost i didn't want uh, the games are on in the sports book but dude I, I couldn't tell you two plays from the lsu game from the oklahoma game so i don't really know i know oklahoma won uh convincingly because uh we we had a we had Oklahoma State on a nice five game parlay. We went zero for five on, <laughs> which also means Utah won handily because we had Utah, we had Colorado as well, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, you know, great twenty dollars we all spent there. Speaking of, I need I need to see some PayPal action coming my way. I was afraid you were going but, uh, to that. Uh, you know that, and I I think we can cover. It. I'm gonna hold off what I'm gonna say to the loser section. Uh, but the other winner was the CFP committee, uh, with Bama specifically Bama losing and and Minnesota, more indirectly Minnesota losing, uh, because now they don't have to explain why they put Bama in. Because I'm going to tell you this: the way we played uh, with a backup quarterback on the road against a team who had really, I mean, they held Georgia to 21, they held LSU to 23. Um, they held Ole Miss to 14, and maybe, ha-ha, yeah, that's kind of funny. Well, Ole Miss got 31 on Bama and 38 on LSU. Is that correct? Something like that, both in the 30s for sure. You know, we, we can you can poke fun all you want to. Uh, Ole Miss had some good offensive output um, at, at different points this year. And, and Oregon to 21. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know – 
if we beat them, you know, I know Heather Dennett, well, she, I'm sure she was lighting up the Twitter keyboard while we were scoring like crazy. I'm telling you, if we let's just take away the pick sixes because those were 14 points we shouldn't have given up. And, and so just take subtract 14 points off their score. And, uh, and we'll even give them the cheating, the cheated um, uh, three points before half. We'll let them keep that. But if we win that game 45 to 34, we're in. I, I, I really feel like we're in. And, and now the CFP, they get to leave Bama out, rightfully so. And uh, no explanation, you know. And, and they'll, they'll, Utah and Oklahoma, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do. Um, uh, to me, I, I think Utah deserves the nod. I know you're not supposed to look at what happened in previous years, but, dude, Oklahoma is 0 for 3 in the playoffs. Two of those times they have gotten beaten by double digits and uh, just embarrassed by Clemson and embarrassed by Bama last year. So uh, I think it's time to let, – let's see what Utah can do if, if they, in fact, win. Yeah, it would uh, – <clears throat> I tell you, it would be interesting if uh, – well, I, I, I will get some to some scenarios later, but Utah does, does bring a defensive aspect to the table and – there are currently two teams in the top four with defensive squads, Georgia and Clemson. Um, well, I guess it's hard to keep Ohio State out, but it's uh, – uh, I'm saying they're not a defensive squad. But, the, you know, Clemson and Georgia, primarily, that's all they rely on is defense. I see mm-hmm. that. I, it's hard, I mean, Clemson, it's hard to tell with them. They're playing, you know, high school teams every week, so it's hard to tell what they're doing – uh, offensively, but defensively, they're definitely a clamper team, and so uh, it'd be interesting to have Utah in the mix there for sure. But um, yeah, CFP committee easy out with Bama gone. Uh, it makes their job fairly easy this week. I think they can defend whoever they put in if Utah and Oklahoma were both to win. So I don't think they're going to have an uproar uh, one way or the other. The uproar definitely would have been with Bama. Bama fatigue. They can they can sweep that under the rug. No uh, no doubt about that. That's not going to be on the table. So, yeah, very very easy going for the uh, committee this week for sure. Well, and it's going to be interesting to see what the committee does. Um, you know, tomorrow night because. <clears throat> you know, last week they flip-flopped. They flip-flopped Ohio State and LSU, and they said, well, the reason we did it was because, uh, you know, Ohio State uh, played better defense than LSU because LSU did allow the, the a, a good bit of point. Who did they play last week? I can't even remember. But um, LSU was not happy with that statement because they went out and beat A&M 50-7. to yeah. uh, A&M team that scored, what, 28 on us and 20 on Auburn? And uh, LSU just went and flexed their muscle, and and now like I re- I really felt like the CFP gerrymandered their results last week to account for oh crap um, if LSU beats Georgia and Bama beats Auburn we're probably going to have to put them in and what do we want to do with them you know I, I really felt like they were going to uh, make us play Ohio State well now they don't have to worry about that so I I make sure see what happens my the biggest thing I was talking to Gober today about it. And other folks about you know college football in general. I I just love it that Clemson does not get a bye this year in the first round like they did last year. They're going to have to play LSU, or they're going to have to play Ohio State. There's going to be no hiding. And I think Clemson 
I think Clemson can beat either one of them, but I knew Clemson could beat Notre Dame last year. So that, that's nice. They're going to have to actually break a sweat and not get to prep for the finals for, you know, 40 days. Uh, the, am I, go ahead. Am I mistaken, too, that I saw a early line last week before the weekend's games that had Clemson favored over everybody? Did I misread that? I didn't see that. I saw, I saw a tweet. Uh, I don't. I know Clemson was favored over Georgia for sure. I'm not I sure about they were the other three ones. Three point favorite over Ohio State as wow. well. But I may uh, maybe I misread that, or maybe I'm misremembering it. But <clears throat> I seem to remember that Clemson was a favorite over both Georgia and uh, Ohio State. That'll hmm. be interesting. Yeah, it will be. Uh, losers, I think we've kind of jumped around on this a little bit. Bama is the only one really we got in the losers category. You know, you could have added Minnesota, but I did anybody really expect them to uh, to beat Ohio State uh, next week if they had won? And I, I don't. I think the answer to that question is no. But you know, I really, uh, I will reiterate. I feel like if we won, you know, by I, I said it last week. I said if we win by three, there we we probably not going to get in. But winning by 10-plus on the road with a backup quarterback, uh, we're in. So, it, it really – you know, I, I don't think we had a championship caliber team this year based on defense, based on kicking game, based on special teams, as we will talk about later. But, it, you know, anything can happen. You know, you get in there and you win that first oh, game and then all it. of a sudden, you know, these kid, these freshmen have another 15 to 20 practices under their belts for the, the preparation – and, um, you know, nobody gave Ohio State a chance to beat us with a third-string quarterback in 14, and they won the whole thing. So, you know, the big losers, Bama, I know a lot. Of, uh, some of our listeners love to hear that. Uh, but it, it is what it is. Yeah, you just you just want to get there. If you can get there, you never know what can happen. And so, but that's, you know, didn't do it. i tell you who else was disappointed this week. I heard uh, you had mentioned going to the casino – I'd heard Megan Rapinoe was in the uh, Caesar Sportsbook and heard that uh, Bama is not making the playoff this year. She asked to speak to a manager, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, 2010 was the last time Bama had more than one regular season loss. It's hard to be disappointed in a season when you're – you just wrapped up a ten and two campaign. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I know. I mean, it's it's really it's really hard to put in perspective how the last decade has went for us when when we feel so terrible uh, about the outcome of Saturday's game. You know, uh, there's some crazy crazy stats out there that I'll I'll get into. Uh, I'll get into, you know, when we, we break down the Iron Bowl and stuff. But here's one that was interesting to me. Um, since 2007, and you'll know where I'm going with this because I'm previewing a little bit of the wrap-up, but since 2007, no team in the country. And when I, say, when I pulled 2007, that's because that was Saban's first year at Bama. No team in the country has missed more field goals than Alabama. <laughs> that that's absurd. Yeah, we've yeah, won and, half and the I, national championships and missed all the field goals. 
I done I done synced that tweet too, Tom, earlier today. And not only has no one missed more, we're eight clear of the of the second place team. Crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> so, and you know, we have well, I was talking about that today at the store. Um, you know, we're kicking on pristine fields of play. Uh turf or domes or I you know, here's my point. I figure Western Kentucky. I, I think this. I just taken them. Uh, just out of the blue. They're in Kentucky. You know, it's a colder. It's a colder state than Alabama. They're going to have a you know worse field conditions at times. I would say that Western Kentucky's field maintenance crew is not up to the level of Alabama's field maintenance crew, just due to money. I would say the conference Western Kentucky is in. The fields they play on week in and week out are not as good as what Bama plays on. You know, it would stand a reason. Plus, they're, they're not getting as good of players. I mean, that's just a fact. You know, if they were, they'd be in the playoffs. But, you know, we have better personnel, and we are still – that's just – that is our Achilles heel. And um, that, along with quarterback recruiting until recently, you know, we had, uh, we had missed on some quarterbacks. I mean – you know, A.J. McCarron was good, but honestly, was he ever going to go anywhere? I mean, the kid's from Bill. You know, we didn't get this kid from Texas or from Hawaii. So, we kind of, you know, sometimes blind squirrel on a nut. But anyway, like you said, we can talk about that later. Uh, but, yeah, that is a – that's a stat that is I – don't, I don't understand it. I really don't understand why you can't kick an oblong ball through the through the goalpost uh, as, as a lot of other teams can. But uh, let's jump. Uh, if we're not careful, we're going to totally <laughs> cover the Iron Bowl without meaning to. Uh, let's get in a meaningless topic of the day. And I, I just said we'll go over the CFP scenarios. I mean, we're, we're about out of topics. It's late in the year. And, you know, we're, we're kind of rehashing some of this. But the CFP came more into focus this week. Um, two spots are filled. If you tell me, if you, if you, if you disagree, feel free to chime in. But two spots are filled. Ohio State is in no matter what happens uh, against Wisconsin. LSU is in against Georgia no matter what happens. you agree or disagree? Agree, both. I mean, there's really not a scenario. Even if, if Georgia beat them 50 to nothing, it's just LSU has two. And Ohio State, they just have two impressive of a resume to get left out. Okay, so there's two spots gone. And if Georgia – I'm sorry, if Clemson wins, they're in. I don't know that Clemson can – I'm still not sure they could afford a loss. They they have been very dominant, very impressive in, since the North Carolina game. They might could even drop that game and, and hang on, but I would not test that fate if I were them. But they win, they're in, and Georgia wins, they're in. That's the four teams that control their destiny. And, of course, one of the the four that control their – well, that, that's right, four control their destiny – uh, LSU and Ohio State, their destiny is set. Clemson wins, Georgia wins. That's your four. All right. The other, the other possibilities: Utah win, uh, coupled with a Georgia loss, and then an Oklahoma loss. Utah is definitely in. But here's a question I want to ask you: Utah wins, Georgia loses, Oklahoma wins. Who are you putting in? Uh. You said Utah and Oklahoma both win. Utah and Oklahoma both win. Georgia loses, so the the four spot. So so basically, is who do I got between Utah and Oklahoma? I'm sorry. <clears throat> I said so. Basically, you're asking me, but between Utah and Oklahoma, who do I have? That's correct. Yeah, uh, I'd pr- 
probably go Oklahoma. Really? Main, mainly because I miss my boy Jalen. <laughs> I'll be rooting for him to get in. I'd be rooting for him to get in too. Um, <clears throat> it's it's really it's it's a tighter it's a toss up to me those two teams. I mean, and I probably said Oklahoma because I'd be rooting for them because I really think they're very evenly matched. They neither one of them played in a especially difficult conference. They both, uh, you know, they both have losses over mediocre teams but not terrible teams you know mm-hmm. who who's who's the worst team USC or Kansas State those are very evenly they're neither one of them are ranked both of them are middle of the pack in their respective conferences you know so they have very similar losses I don't know what their records are for top 25 you know I don't know how many I know Oklahoma's beat Oklahoma State who probably won't be ranked after this week uh, you know, they've beaten Texas, who's not ranked. Uh, who else? Have, they beat Baylor, who is ranked, but they're getting a rematch for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody else ranked out there in the Big 12? Am I forgetting somebody? Uh, we know Texas isn't. Yeah, I mean, Baylor and Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State was ranked last week, but they'll likely Oklahoma, fall out with that loss. Uh, I don't know if there's – yeah, I think that's it. And so out of the Pac-12, you probably have a similar circumstance. You have Utah and Oregon – and then, anybody else? No, you know, one thing I hadn't really thought of till right now is did did Utah play UCLA, and if so, what was the result? Because Oklahoma, you know, played UCLA this year and beat them pretty handily. So I, I don't even know. I'm not going to take the time to look it up. You listening, if you're scoring at home or even if you're by yourself, you can look that up on the interwebs and, and find out for yourself. But uh, I, you know, you're leaning Oklahoma. I'm leaning Utah. I, I think here's the, here's the thing. If I am the Pac-12 commissioner, and Oklahoma gets in in this in this situation, this scenario, I, I'm I'm going nuts, man. I, I'm going to be unprofessional, and I'm going to say I'm just going to come out and say, you know, how many times is Oklahoma going to have to lose before you before you give someone else a chance? Like I'm going to rail on them so hard. Because I I don't I just think Utah has been very impressive uh, since the USC loss. You know that loss woke woke them up. Uh, you know, kind of like Clemson's near miss, and then Oklahoma. They've been they've been very good. Of course, they had the close game with Baylor. But uh, yeah, I, I would I'd love for them to to have to answer for that. And and FYI, your your question: forty eight to fourteen Oklahoma over UCLA, forty nine to three Utah over UCLA. Uh, U- Very similar. Yeah, yeah. those teams those teams are almost uh, right down the middle. Similar, it's crazy. And I would I but would yeah give, I would love uh, for them to have to answer. For I that. would give a nod. I wouldn't read too much into that score. You know, only giving up three because. Uh, Oklahoma played UCLA second game of the year when Hope was still springing eternal for Chip Kelly and them. I don't know when Utah. For all I know, Utah played them game three, but whatever. It was uh, the scores are pretty comparable. <clears throat> um, yeah. Well, let's let's not let's not go that far now. When Utah beat them forty nine to three, because I rem- I remember this talking uh, this uh, several talking points on the uh, on on the radio. That's that's where I listen to a lot of sports is on the radio. <laughs> uh, but but UCLA went through a streak there. You're correct. They started the season one and five. You know what's funny about the one and five record? The the one win was over a ranked Washington State team. But they started the the, the season one and five, 
and then promptly went on a three-game winning streak at Stanford, beat another ranked team in Arizona State, beat Colorado by 17, and, and they were on a three-game winning streak when they hit Utah. So Hope was still uh, still sitting there for UCLA at the time. So let's not discount them in that one. I got you. Uh, the That's right. Other, take that, buddy. only other scenario I have, and this is an easy one, Utah loses, Georgia loses, Oklahoma wins, Oklahoma is in <laughs> – I think the interesting part, I hadn't even really, I didn't delve into this at all. Uh, Utah loses. Oklahoma loses. Baylor's got two losses, right? No, they're one. So the winner of the Big 12 is in. Baylor and Oklahoma both have one loss. Wow, okay. Well, that answers my question. I was thinking of backdoor in Alabama in before I realized that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Our ship has sailed this year, sir. All right, so yes, let's jump into game of the week. We only we, we have two my, games of the my week. My dream and, scenario, uh, the, though, here in the uh, in the playoff, this is my dream scenario because at this point in the season, when you're out and, and you're looking for things to go your way, when you don't have a fight chance, well, the things that would want to go my way are let's get rid of this fourteen playoff like we've talked about previously. You know, let's implement my eleven team playoff which Mm -hmm. i think is still a a good winner or some variation of something bigger than four which would make this whole situation a lot more fun but nonetheless one way to get there if you want to see some some college football fan meltdown some conference meltdown some commissioner meltdown the the whole chernobyl coming on here get georgia to beat lsu this weekend yeah that's going to be interesting so so ohio state you know, Ohio State's a 17, 18-point favorite over Wisconsin, but we already established they're in regardless, mm-hmm. so they're in. Um, Clemson is a 28-point favorite in the conference championship game. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you can talk about Alabama all you want. 28 points in the conference title of the game. Come on. So now Let me inter- let, let me interrupt right there quickly. All right. For, for Here's for argument's sake or for comparative sake. Clemson is 28-point favorites on a neutral field versus the winner of the other division. Last week, Clemson was favored by 27 on the road at South Carolina, which finished the year with what type of record? Four and eight? Uh, they in, Yeah, they ended up with uh, definitely not bowling. I, I don't remember what the record was. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, so Vegas says that basically probably the number 10, 11 team in the conference of in the SEC is equivalent to the winner of the Coastal or whatever, the, the leaders or legends, whatever division Virginia's in. I mean, that's pathetic. And that's just pathetic, but it continue is. That's on. That's a good point, but that is pathetic. But, you know, if we, if we put Oklahoma, or Ohio State and LSU in – and Clemson assume that they can win a 28-point favorite game. I'm going to assume they can do that. Uh, and then Georgia wins. I mean, you've got to put Georgia in, obviously. You, we, you've already said LSU's locked in, so that's going to put two SEC teams in it. That would be a Ohio State-LSU first-round matchup, Clemson-Georgia second-round matchup. But, man, how about the Big 12 and the Pac-12 then as far as jumping up and down? Both of them get left out at that point. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, I, I agree that, that 
that will blow it up um, you know, quicker than anything. <laughs> what, what would have really blown it up is if Bama would have would have won, and then um, and then uh, Oklahoma lost, Utah lost. I, I do not see if we were sitting at eleven and one right now. I don't think Baylor no. goes in over us. I, I'm sorry, I just don't. They would they wouldn't be high enough, you know. And then then if Georgia beat LSU, you would have Ohio State one, Georgia two, Clemson three. Nah, we'd still be out, wouldn't we? Yeah, we'd still be out unless Clemson lost. So, uh, but yeah, the the putting the putting the two con- the two teams from the same conference in is really gonna throw a kink in it if we can do it. And I mean, I think Georgia has a chance. They're only a you know, unfortunately, they're gonna be without their best receiver, Cager. They don't throw the ball anyway. Yeah, but they're gonna be without Cager. And they're going to be without their uh, second best receiver left on the team. And you know why? Because he punched a guy from Georgia Tech and he got ejected. <laughs> but yeah, apparently in, if you're in Jordan-Hare and you punch a guy, it's just a 15-yard penalty and you stay in the game because you're just that important to beating Alabama. Yeah. But I digress. Sure. But, yeah, that's a, that's that's big. I, I would I would love – you know, if, right, if, if I can't get Georgia to beat LSU, my other – my other scenario that I would prefer if LSU is going to go ahead and win is that Baylor and Oregon both win their respective battles. That would send Baylor into the playoff. Just think about that for a second. Baylor getting into the playoff. They were they would get trucked by 50 by Ohio State. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it would be. It'd be pathetic. And people, and I, I don't know. We're talking out of both sides of our mouth, I guess. I, I would like to, yeah. Do I wish the playoffs were expanded? Sure, because we might be in right now. But ultimately, I mean, I mean, we're we're both admitting Baylor has no business being in the playoffs. They would get trounced. So yeah, but you know, of the teams. four is probably the right number. It just sucks when you're not one of the four. It does. <laughs> But to our credit, right, kick us off on Iron yeah, Bowl to wrap our up. credit, we, we, we call for an expansion of the playoff prior to us being eliminated. So, yeah, you're trying to not talk about Auburn beating us, and I feel you. I feel you, bro. But you, we gotta, we gotta move on. This is this is gonna be. We, we gotta go to the Iron Bowl wrap up. We have to at this point. Yes, it's under our contract. That's horse manure. Okay. All <laughs> right. So if I gotta talk about this first, I'm gonna talk about. I'm just going to talk about, frankly, how lucky one game can be or one team can be. I mean, it's absurd to me to think about how many leprechauns and four-leaf clovers and horseshoes and rabbit's foots must be stuffed into that eagle's katuki. Um, We're talking about a team here that... In this game alone, had what I have counted as one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, at least nine, what I would consider absurdly lucky scenarios in one game. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Uh, I, I I'm not really sure how to lay it out without without sounding like. Uh, you know, spoiled grapes or spoiled milk or whatever other analogy you want to put in there. But, you know, the at the end of the day, after you watch that game, and I, and I disagree a little bit with you here where you said 
watching that game and trying to take away their interceptions and whatnot to get us 10 points to get us in. After putting up 45 points, and really 38 offensively, but 45 points total with one special teams TD there on that defense, that was enough. You could have won that game by half a point and got in. And just, you know, with the – I think it would have been clear. It would have been, hey – this offense is still explosive. This offense still can score on anybody because they just took what most were considered one of the top three defenses in the country and had their way with them, and they did. Uh, I just – I don't even really want to go through a lot of this stuff because it just irks me to do it. But, you know, there was there were a few things that were – to the to the guy looking, yeah, we can see that there was two pick sixes. One of them, that's just that's just Max's fault on the first one. The second one was probably more of a play calling fault, but it was still just a crazy lucky play where the ball bounces. I mean, our receiver is out in front of him. If the ball's down mm-hmm. in front, it's a touchdown. It throws and hits him in the back and bounces to the guy who's beat. The guy's beat on the play, but the ball bounces off the back of the guy in front of him who's got him beat, and he scores. Crazy. That's a 21-point swing, those two pick sixes, because we're going oh, yeah. in for yeah. seven. That's a 21-point swing. Then you have that. This one I still can't even hardly talk about without using a bunch of expletives. That field goal at the end of the first half. That that is an absolutely absurd, absurd play and call. If you want to say it was a correct call within the rules of the book, maybe. But I don't that will be the Cam Newton of this year where, you know, Cam Newton didn't get paid, but his daddy did. Oh, so we yeah. need to write a new rule in for that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I next agree. year there will be a new rule written in for, okay, if there is a play stop, there's going to be some kind of runoff. Because even if you call it correctly on the field with one second left, you it's impossible to run an offensive team off, a kicking team on, and snap the ball in one second and kick a field goal. But it was done. It was done, and they and they absolutely let them do it. You know, Auburn also had two fumbles that just flailed right out of bounds. You mm-hmm. know, just put it on the turf and just just you know, fluffily fla- flauntered, fluffily flauntered. That's a new word. Fluffily flauntered right <laughs> out of bounds. Um. I can go on here. The 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 personal foul that you were talking about about uh, Georgia's guy missing the second half when Booby Whitlow in the late in the third quarter. And that was a huge play too, by the way. Auburn had just missed on a third down, and it was fourth down. They're fixing to have to punt. Booby is standing in front of a referee. Literally, the referee is three feet from him looking at him. He hits one of our guys in the face. We have another guy of ours come up there, you know, to try to help and, you know, uh, uh, 
you know, dissipate the whatever. And mm-hmm. he turns around and hits the other guy in the face in front of this referee. Our second guy retaliated, and they both got offsetting penalties. Yeah. And, yeah. and that was huge because Auburn was on their own 40, 45-yard line, something like that. They punted and pinned us inside our 10. We went three and out. They got a short field field goal. It's huge, mm-hmm. huge play. If they get backed up to their 20 and punt the ball, all of a sudden, hey, Waddle's return game comes into play. If it doesn't, we get better field position. They're not getting a short field there. So that that was huge. You know, that's a that's another, if you want to call it lucky stat, it is. Um, what about the kicker? Good Lord. Carlson was 4-11. and 11. That, that meant... Four makes, 11 misses on the season from 40 yards or more. Four out of 11. And in the biggest game of the season, this 40% field goal kicker, or less than 40% field goal kicker, goes out there and goes four for four on 40 yards or more. All field goals were greater than 40 yards. He nailed all four. One of them was a 52-yarder. And as a bonus, he made two field goals in one drive. One, uh, I think it was a 53- or 54-yarder mm-hmm. in which we jumped off sides, and then he eventually ended up kicking another 40-something-yarder. So he really went yeah. five for five. A 4 to 11 kicker went five for five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. Quick stat. This is this is one that just is, is just crazy. This is this is more not Auburn luck, but anti-Bama luck. There has not been a missed field goal kick to get to Alabama all year. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Kickers yeah. are perfect. I'm not reading on the Twitter. You know, somebody actually tweeted out. Um, you know, they they said, well, it looks like we're going to play Virginia in the Orange Bowl. Or you know something like that. They said, uh, "Let me go ahead and congratulate their kicker on having a record day." Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> because that's what that's what it's going to boil down to. But it, it what you what you close with kind of works segues perfectly into what I'm going to talk about. You took the luck angle. There's definitely like I told my brother-in-law today. I said, "How I wonder how it feels to go into a game and knowing that if there is luck." Now, there might not be any luck. It might be a a game played straight up. But you know if there is luck, if there is a goofy bounce, if there is a clock uh, snafu, it's going to go in your favor. Oh, yeah. Because it is 100% going to go in Auburn's favor when they play us at Jordan-Hare. So, but actually the punch I'm talking about was uh, Seth Williams punching our guy, and he got a 15-yarder. But he open hand punt, and maybe that was it. Open hand, it doesn't matter. He did. He it wasn't a two hand shove. It was a one handed, like jab punch into our face mask. You know, right around the goal line, and they did penalize him. I don't think it mattered. I'm sure they made a field goal or, or you know, scored off of it. But still, oh, I mean, yeah. he should have been ejected. Oh, and speaking of and, Seth and Williams, wasn't. speaking of Seth Williams, how lucky. How lucky do you have to be on the on the drive that that Auburn's going? I think it's right before half. They'd only scored one offensive touchdown in, in the first half before this drive. It was it was the second to last drive. They're going down the field. It's a third and long play from from in their own territory, deep in their own territory. Third and long. Nick's throws up a prayer. 
Sertain, I think, is all over him. Weavers mm-hmm. makes a one-handed catch. One-handed catch. on the uh, Diving one-handed catch and converts. You know, he's throwing up a prayer going, hey, let's just get out of here. The guy's fully covered. Let's just throw it up, see what happens. Makes a diving one-handed catch. Very next play, Nix is under pressure and blindly throws the ball away. Probably thinking, oh, this might be grounding. <laughs> he threw it to nobody. You could see in the yeah. replay, he was looking into the stands. He was trying to keep from getting his head knocked off, tosses the ball blindly out there into the field, and what happens? One of his guys runs up under it for a 15-yard gain. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Very next yeah. play, an Odell Beckham-like catch happens in the corner of the end zone with a guy all over him but from a guy who probably ain't caught three passes all year. Tiptoes. First touchdown. First touchdown of the year. Was it? Yeah. I unbel- yep. You could just look at him and tell he had scored many times. Yeah, that that yeah. goes in all walks of his life, I'm sure, with that long hair. <laughs> <laughs> but still, but, I, just if it can go your way, it goes your Here, I, I'm not through renting. Hold on a second. I just, I just <laughs> noticed this. Since 2008, here, here's, and you're talking about, you, you hit on it. What are, if you if you got luck going against you, you expect it's going to go Auburn's way. All right. So since two thousand and eight, Alabama has beaten Auburn by the following scores: thirty six, five, twenty eight, forty nine, eleven, sixteen, eighteen, and thirty one. Auburn's four wins: three, twelve, six, and one. They get every bounce. If it's close, it goes their way. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> um, but the angle I wanted to take, you took the luck angle. Here's the angle I want to take. The process has won us a lot of football games. It has won us conference championships. It has won us national championships. It has beaten Heisman Trophy winners. But the process does not factor – does not let emotion factor in. And – that is why Auburn is always going to have their good fortune against us. They're going to have a decent record against us regardless because, they, Tom, they have beat Bama in their team room, okay? They live to beat us. They live – not only do they live to beat us, they live to beat us in the manner in which it happened. You know, let me cover a few things, then we'll get to that. What you know, what I'm going to talk about on the last play of the game or the last where, where, where the game was decided. Uh, Booby fumbles and loses the fumble, and he goes over to the Auburn sideline. He is almost in tears because that's how much that game means to them. To uh, you know, the process says it doesn't matter if we're playing the Dallas Cowboys, the New England Patriots, the Western Carolina Catamounts. I think that's our mascot. LSU Tigers, Auburn War Eagle Tiger Plainsman, Ole Miss Landshark Rebel Bears Pissants. It doesn't matter who we're playing. The process says we play the next play. We play it to the best of our ability, which is, like I said, won a ton of games. We're the winningest program in the 2010s. So, you know, we can't, we can't argue with the results, but we – I mean, it, it killed Booby. It didn't kill him that he fumbled. It killed him that he fumbled against Bama. It killed him that, oh, my gosh, I have cost my team against the team we hate the most. 
uh, numerous players got hurt during the game. I mean, they had some big-time kids get hurt. Schwartz got hurt, never returned. Booby got hurt. Uh, Derek Brown got hurt. Every one of them came back. And I'm not saying we didn't have kids get hurt and come back, but there's no way in hell those kids are going to stay off that field against Bama. They're not. And Gus absolutely outcoached Nick at the end. And here's the thing. I'm sure Saban knows that rule. But Gus, Gus got off on, on pulling that on him. I promise oh, yeah. you. Ain't no he doubt. loves to pull high school bull crap, and he pulled it, and it worked like a charm. And here's the thing. they He has worked on that play, and he has worked on that play, and he's drilled that play in their heads. And lo and behold, it comes time. It's fourth and less than – you know, cause I, I figure it went like this. Guys, if it's fourth and less than five where we could get a first down to run out to half or run out the game – we, we, we're going to try this. I want you to keep it in the back of your mind. And they've drilled it, drilled it, drilled it. Because I, I promise you, you don't just throw the punter out there in the slot and expect everybody to line up correctly and not get a penalty. And and here's where I, I understand. Here's where Saban got out, Coach. It's not that we had 12 men on the field. It's – dude, they were on about the th- – I'd have to rewatch it. I'm not going to rewatch that game. I'm going to say Auburn was on the 33-yard line of Bama. We had just missed a field goal. We held them three and out. They they were not going to fake punt that thing. I mean, they were not going to go for it yeah, with the punter in the slot. The yeah, correct. No, they. You know, if they've been on the thirty yard line, sure, they're probably going to go for it. But they threw that formation out there, and we did not have the good enough sense to see it and say, defense, defense, number one D, get out there, let them punt it, and just take the ball. You got about fifty-five seconds to go seventy yards for a touchdown or. 50 yards for another missed field goal. Yeah. So, he, he got out coached and throwing that formation out there and Saban not being able to adjust to it. Yeah, it was but sad. They, it was they're going to – they they treat that game differently than than we do the player-wise and, and coaching-wise. It, it kills the fans. It, it, it absolutely kills me to lose to them. I mean, I'm physically sick this year because we – I've always said the better team normally wins, and the better team normally does win. 2017, they were better than us when we played them. Carryon Johnson was 100%, and they were better than us, and they beat us. Last year, we were better than them, we beat them. This year, we're better than oh, them, gosh. and we did not beat them. And that, that's what hurts. Yeah, it was obvious watching that game that the better team did not win. The lesser team got every break in the world as already went over. I'll I'll end on this. I know we're running late, but I I want to squeeze this in because uh, you know we've got one more session. We're not going to do the November wrap up um, this week because we just have one championship game. So we'll do it after the championship games. But I just wanted to get this in. I run across a little study by a guy named Cloyster Davis. He's an MIT grad. You can Google him and find that out. But he analyzed Power 5 teams and how lucky the college football teams are. He he, he put it together as far as, you know, hey, how many times does your opponent make an unforced error, kind of like tennis, you know. Nothing you had to do with it, yeah, but they yeah. did it. You know, they jump off sides or whatever, you know, that was critical. To you, made it critical to your win. Also, plays where it had a very, very low percentage 
uh, of working, but it worked in a critical situation. Or how often your team beats somebody as an underdog, you know, against all the metrics where, you know, mm-hmm. you've that team or you've lost the three teams that that team's dominated and then you beat them, you know, something like that. So he mm-hmm. analyzed all the Power Five teams, and I think he did over the last 20 years. Auburn's clear number one in this category. 97.3 is there, and I, I'm assuming that 100 is a perfect. 97.3. Auburn is the highest analyzed Power 5 team in this division, followed closely by, I say closely, Florida State second. Do you know what Florida State is? 90, 92. 68.7. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Wisconsin uh, 65.3. But you have to go down to uh, 63 to find Bama. Uh, they're ranked 63 in this yeah. poll. So that very interesting stuff by Cloyster Davis. Uh, stupid lucky Auburn is. Stupid lucky. Yep. All right. Uh, we will gloss over. We've, we're in 47-minute mark, and we're going to close out in three minutes, I promise you. Uh, bets from last week, Tom went 0 for 2. Jason went 0 for 2. Daryl went 0 for 2. Luckily, Daryl and I were in a, in – Tunica, and we got to put in five of those six. The only reason we didn't put in the sixth one because it played on Friday while we were driving there, and we went a robust over five. So all apologies to everyone that that took our bets because it was an epic fail. Um, we didn't really. We're not going to preview any of their championship games. There's there's tons of material out there. We will recap. You know, we'll recap the SEC and we'll recap. You know, I don't even know if we'll recap the Big Ten or the ACC because I think they're going to be bloodlettings. We'll probably look at, you know, Utah and Oregon and Oklahoma and Baylor, depending on the the drama that unfolds. But you know, we'll look at that next week and we'll kind of wrap, we'll do a, a, a November wrap up into that one. Um, it, and we're not we're not doing any lines this week. Good Lord, we're not doing any lines. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna give, we're gonna give your wallet a break. <laughs> Um, what, Instagram what model of the better? week. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram model of the week is who the honey, like W H O. Who the honey? She is a beaut, Tom. What did you think about is her? Is she that chick that jumped in the bushes? <laughs> no, that was probably <laughs> Cal the honey. Well, I didn't get to see her then. That's who I thought you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, this the uh, oh you didn't see her. I sent you a picture. It's okay. I know you. You have to be discreet looking at pics with your lovely wife Deb around and your and That's the former Glant Instagram said model it, delete. Glant said it delete. <laughs> the the horse the the horse uh, would get jealous as well. So, uh, but that wraps us up, man. It was disappointing uh, end of the year, but like you said, ten and two. Uh, you know, when these guys get back together in, in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years and reminisce about the season, I think they'll have some good feelings. Uh, we lost by five points to the number one or two team in the nation, depending on what you think. And then we lost by three points to our arch nemesis who will do anything in their power to beat us. So, so not a bad year at all. Um, but if you're traveling to Tuscaloosa this weekend and you're driving near the football complex, Watch for errant footballs that could hit your car. <laughs> I hope they're kicking the crap out of them. Take it. it easy, That's guys. All I got. You're supposed to say, see you guys. There you go. Take it easy, guys. 